0: Hello, Sports & Spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and some records only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut. And find them on Instagram at Underground's Record Cafe. Now,
1: on to the episode. Hi, friends. Hello. Hello. I, I'm, I'm starting it this week because this week's episode is going to be called "Of Dogs and Dingleberries." Um, and if you're wondering why, I'm very excited to share a story. This is breaking news. Um, yes, Benny's still here. That's the dogs part. He's still here. Um, with with us, not in the room. Benny is still with us. He's not in the room, and the reason why he's not in the room is because he has a seroma, which is just a little uh, a serum-filled thing from his surgery, and he's leaking that. So that has to leak out, and then and then it'll be done.
0: Mama, my, 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 my seroma.
1: <laughs> he's fine. He's fine now. He had another sock in him. He had another sock in him. Thank you, mom, for the help with that uh, with the surgery and um, and everything. It was not as bad as last time, not nearly. He's back to normal. We love no, that.
0: No wicker, no wires, no plastic?
1: No, no. And so that, that really does show... Um, pro- Are we on the right mode?
0: I think we're on uh, We're on karaoke. So if that's why we sound a little different. That's all right. Let's do a little swap. Let's see there, how uh, we there, feel about this we one. Feel yeah. better?
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so if you were concerned about him, he's fine. So we're. Uh, uh, my level looks better now. Very good. Yeah, there we go. I'm I, le- I, oh, a little more, little more. I'm learning. I'm I learning. came in very hot today. Um, cause I have a fun one. I have a fun story before our our fun episode today. Um, so I'm not going to say where we were. I'll, I'll give you the premise of what was happening. And if you know, you might be able to fill in the blanks, but I don't, I don't want to incriminate people. I don't want to throw people (laughs) to the wolves as it were, the Westcom wolves. And I do mean boat, um, uh, (laughs)
0: Shout out Andrew Coker for every, that one. You know, every time we shout a, him out, he'll message me and' like thanks for
1: the shout out every single well, time. Well, good message, Ant again, Andrew. We love you. All right. So, anyhow, um, Melissa and I and Sabrina were at a house. We were at we were at a,
0: an undisclosed location. An
1: undisclosed location that was neither my parents nor my in laws, um, my uh, mother in law's house. Uh, and we were having dinner because it's somebody's birthday today, um, close to us, as, as Melissa yells at Benny, Get back <laughs> she's going to throw him in your leakage and all. in the crate. Anyway, we were over uh, this house. There's a lot of animals at this house. <laughs> it's an animal house, I'll tell you that. There's like seven dogs. Uh, there's a snake. There's two axolotls. Do you know what those are? Yeah, axolotls
0: are the worst pets you could possibly own. Why? Because they have to be on mud, so they can't be on any nice substrate, uh, because they'll eat it and die. Very much similar to Benny and Socks, they'll just (laughs) they'll eat the gravel. Um, So they have to be on either nothing or mud, and they don't do much. They just kind of they just sit there, and they're
1: ugly. They are. They sit there. My, my class loves them, so I took pictures of them when we were at this undisclosed location, and they're going to flip tomorrow. I took a video of them, they're going to go nuts. They have a soft-shell turtle. They have birds. Um, they have a rabbit. They have a cat that knows how to open the front door and walk outside. And then there's the story today.
0: If, Buckle up. If Benny was the of dogs, I'm assuming this is the of dingleberries.
1: Oh, you already know you're catching on, Gunner Roofing. You're catching on over there.
0: Shout out. No free shout out, Gunnar Roofing. <laughs> that's right. Give me a call, 203-399-6532 <laughs> for all your roofing and siding oh needs. Ask for Anthony.
1: Thank you. Oh, my God. What is this? We can do whatever we want to podcast.
0: Yeah, until my – well, my bosses would probably be like, yeah, that's that's fine. Shout it out. Yeah, do they want to throw
1: us a little help? We'll talk. Anyway, (laughs) um, I'll be in contact with your people. Um, So anyway, we're over at this house uh, having dinner for the aforementioned birthday. A lot of Pokemon involved, a lot of Pokemon cards, uh, Pokemon lunchbox, Pokeballs involved. And then, um, so there's, there's that faction, and then there's the princess side of things. Again, I'm not trying to incriminate people here. Young princesses, and I do not mean Sabrina. I mean other young princesses were at this house. And so um, with the young princess, there was a, I think it was a bell dress. I think ooh, it was pink. It's probably not bell. Bell wears a yellow dress. Aurora is the pink. Sleeping Beauty. I always mix them up. Never. Well, I'm glad you don't. I think it was, it was either the <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you don't anyhow th- this younger princess um, was, was laying in a, in a way that, that that I couldn't that it was unfortunate Anthony when it happened because I don't I am a teacher and a proud father and husband and I pride myself on being a decent man who is not a peeper, okay? I don't look at, at, at people inappropriately. That's not what I do, okay? Sometimes four-year-olds, oh, there goes that. Sometimes four-year-olds do things that they don't realize what's happening, right? They're kind of unaware of their surroundings. Just newly turned four-year-olds, okay? Not almost five. So anyway... The, the keep in mind that there's a dress on they were sitting in such a way and and then and then a leg opened and then a leg opened up and i just happened to be in the line of sight of this leg and there it was there it was anthony a love nugget <laughs> a love
0: not in the princess dress.
1: <laughs> pasted onto, pasted, pasted onto the the rear end. It was just it, and it wasn't gl- like a glue stick. It was like it was like gorilla glued on. It was like um, it was like gorilla glued on like six hours ago. It was like. Had enough time to cure. It was cured. It had cured. It was part of. It was. It was. It had become. It was back with its like creator. Uh, it, was, it was kiln fired. Yeah. And it really was, and um, and I couldn't. I couldn't not see it. It was like. It was like the eye of Sauron. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it was like hard to look away. I was like, I didn't just see that. And, and then, I, then I saw it again. And uh, I was like, how, do they, how does this happen? How do, where, where, are the, where are the shorts anyway? That's the, the, the main part.
0: Sometimes you got to let your shit breathe.
1: <laughs> where are the shorts, Anthony? What is happening over there? It's a crazy house. Where are the anything? Put a pull up on. Throw something on, because I don't want to see that. <laughs> because when I said goodbye at this undisclosed location, that's all I could see. Even though the dress was there, when the hug was administered to me, because they're very sweet. Yeah, all right, they're very they're sweet, sure. But that's all I could think of. I was like, oh. so I, I texted Melissa. We were at the dinner table. I texted her. I said, I got one for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your reaction was the same as hers. She almost peed her pants in the car. And you know how she is in her in her current state of affairs. She She's liable to have an accident herself if I make her laugh too hard. And I got her good with the love nugget it was bad and and then and then to ice the cake if if you will the um the the person who's in charge of the the small princess the parent as soon as i witnessed this they go oh you stink and oh and i was like oh no she was like what what stinks there was another nugget there was a nugget in the princess shoe so dried she, dried onto the foot. Did she just drop him out like a deer? Yeah, that's why I said a love nugget. <laughs> that's why I called it a love nugget. That's right. It's just a princess whitetail. <laughs> so anyway, I couldn't wait to share that because um, I've never seen something so ridiculous. Like the like the high the hygiene was just not there. The hygiene was clocked out for the evening. It took BTO. <laughs> PTO. Dude, it, had to, it took a weather day it's, like me. It was on a sabbatical. <laughs> Hygiene checked out. It said, no, nope, not <laughs> at this house. And not surprised. But that's a story for another day. Um, anyhow. You mean to tell me the ferrets didn't get it? Not the ferrets. <laughs> not the ferret. Not the bird. Not the cat. Not the mouse. Not the rat. Not the axolotl. Not the snake. Not the bearded dragon. Not the soft-shell turtle. not ah, kidding. Not the fish. In the tank. In the two <laughs> tanks. Not the rabbit. Not the other three, four, five dogs. D- three dachshunds. One chihuahua. Two chihuahuas. Another one that looks like a, a nest of wire. Uh, oh, my God. It's mayhem over there. It's mayhem. It's absolute carnage when you walk in the front door. That's all. I'm done. Welcome to Sports and Spaghetti. If this is your first episode, I really hope I've hooked you with that story. I think think I'm hooked. Good. Now, we're going to (laughs) transition. Good luck. Transition out of that, Ant.
0: All right. We'll transition because Chris was... At the zoo or the circus or the insurrection on January 6th. Who knows? It's all the same amount of mayhem. That was this week in review. I know.
1: <laughs> it is the anniversary it's the, of that. It was
0: the same amount of mayhem. Yep. Something I'm hooked on is wings.
1: All right. I so
0: we didn't, we didn't cook today because, uh, as aforementioned, Chris was with the Dingles. It's,
1: it was chicken <laughs> scarpriello. Oh, that's my, my. It was not yours. It was very different. It, it wasn't <laughs> better or worse. It was just different. It was, it, but it was also very different. So it would be unfair to to compare them. It completely unfair. It was very different.
0: Appreciate that. So we're gonna do our famous drafts, and we're gonna do it with uh, some playoff football in mind, because playoff football is gonna be our sports segment um, as we are yes. approaching the NFL playoffs and the 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 college football championship is in our rear view. So. Let's talk about something that's essential for, for football, and we're going to talk about wing flavors. We
1: need to do wings, bone-in wing flavors challenge for for the big game. Are we allowed to say SB?
0: I mean, I don't think we're going to get demonetized. We're not monetized, so I don't know. If the NFL sues us, refer back to the first story. Just bury it. Right. Um well, the Super Bowl, um, put it together. The Super Bowl, I yeah. Know. Uh, for the big game, we'll do a we'll do a wing challenge, and I'll make a bunch of sauces. It'll be a good time. We'll, oh, make, we'll make, yeah. A bunch you, of sauces. you
1: just make them. You
0: no, no.
1: He acts like he's gonna win this draft. I love wings. <laughs> huh. You know how many times I've eaten wings? Probably not as many as you.
0: No, I eat a lot of wings, as one can tell by my physique. Oh, look, Robo scored great.
1: No, we can't. No, not yet. Not no. yet. I'm not going to ruin the mood. It. Save okay. it for in no particular order. We could go off on that horrible team. So as always, when
0: we get there, for the first overall pick, Chris call it in the air.
1: Tails. Hey Siri,
0: flip a coin. Please be tails. Oh, she didn't speak, but it's heads.
1: Oh, I'm as done. Chris is I'm my done. witness, it's I'm heads. i done for.
0: Um, it's over. Okay, well, I don't think so, because mine is a little different than yours. And to start off the draft, the first overall pick, the blue chip prospect, the blue cheese prospect, we'll call it, your standard Buffalo.
1: I, I told Number you I one. was done. Number I one. told you I was done.
0: It's your standard Buffalo. Uh, my goose was cooked. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's uh, you get your Frank's Red Hot, you get your butter, you get your salt pepper. And you're done. That's it. And it's it's smooth and silky, and it's everything you want in a wing. And you don't you dunk it in blue cheese or ranch. I've you have had a good it, time.
1: I've had it where somebody just just used the Frank's wing sauce. That's hot sauce on chicken pop. It was not good. <laughs> the butter makes it, man. Yeah, it makes you, it. A, the salt and pepper I could take or leave because you know how I, mean, I am. You don't need it, but 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 the butter is a you have to put the butter. That's an integral part
0: absolutely so now this is where <clears throat> this is where I get skinned a little bit here because Chris has picks two and three so he's gonna take two good ones and I know I think I know exactly the two he's gonna take so let's let's swing it over to Chris Walker
1: all right I have to start this out by thanking my lovely wife Melissa for helping me become the dad and husband I am today and also for opening my eyes to the next best wing flavor ever the honey barbecue uh it had to i had that's to that's it yep um, that is melissa's favorite um uh she when when we were having sabrina definitely not this time around uh, people know people know. okay i was going to say like it's that not is. it's <laughs> not like a public we're not doing it on on, on social well, media we're not on espn yeah. no mm-hmm. this time around 13 weeks in uh, she hasn't wanted chicken for at least that long. Um, but last time with Sabrina, she um, she wanted these all the time. And it was, uh, she wanted the boneless. And we talked about them on our boneless chicken tenders with sauce on them episode, boneless wing episode. Um, yeah, Honey Barbecue is my number one. Um, I couldn't not pick it because you would have taken it and called me an idiot. Can I guess what your number two is? Yeah, go ahead. Are you, you going to go with the garlic parm? Not garlic parm. My number two is a special type of wing. And you were never going to guess it. Do you know why? Because you didn't grow up around here. You're not from these parts. I'm Maybe not. you've been to the place I'm going to say. TK's? No. no forget about TK. I've, TK's is good. I've spent a lot of money at TK's. I know. I, you got to go a little bit further. You got to go down to South Street in Danbury. To this place, near Rogers Park, Pippa's. You ever been to Pippa's? I have been to Pippa's. All right. So if you've been to Pippa's, the Gold Rush. I hate you. That was my next, I swear to God, that's my gold next The Gold Rush wing at Pippa's You're a piece of gold is number two. You are two. a piece of trash. Is it garlic spiciness? Is it Parmesan and garlic? Is it just yumminess? Yes. It's all of it.
0: So wait, the Gold Rush. Describe this sauce because my Gold Rush sauce that I was going to talk about is technically Gold Fever is the one I found.
1: It's the um, it's it's it's
0: yellow. It's gold. It looks like a gold. looks like gold nuggets on, honey, honey mustard, hot sauce, butter.
1: Yeah, garlic. sorry, I, honey, uh, Yeah, I hate you yeah. so much. The Gold Rush. I hate you. That's it. That's the that's and I'll tell you why I like that one. It's because of the honey mustard. Yep. And the garlic together. And,
0: and that's why I was going to pick it next.
1: That is such a. I had a frog there. That was that was a great pick by me. So that's the. Uh, what, Anthony has Buffalo, which you cannot if you pick, if you didn't pick that number one. This draft is null and void. Uh, my number one and two are Honey Barbecue and Gold Rush. Good luck, sir. Oh, I'm so happy with that. I'm upset. Um, That came out of nowhere. It did.
0: It did, because I thought I was going to pull it out of nowhere. I had it on my phone to go over the ingredients in case you didn't know what it was.
1: (laughs) Oh, I told you I've had a few wings. So,
0: okay. I, I think I tipped my hand a little bit. My second pick is Trusty Dusty Garlic Parmesan. Great pick. Um, now the way Chris and I have made it, if you were around for our boneless wing episode, because they're not the same as chicken nuggets, that did well. That episode, that was our before we really took off at camp. That was our biggest episode, um, <clears throat> most engagement, I think, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's on our new social media manager. Shout out, Nikki. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. Yep,
1: he is. Um, he is on board. He's yeah, doing it.
0: Yeah. Um. <clears throat> anyway, the garlic parm. You got to do your fresh Parmesan, grate your own cheese. You got to do the the special garlic like we did. Just cut the top off, throw some, well, the bottom, I guess. But uh, let it roast, let it get nice and caramelized, and you mix that in with your popcorn. Yeah, tastes, it smells, tastes like popcorn. It's great. It's delicious. Um, <clears throat> that's it. I mean, number two is, is garlic parm for me.
1: Great, great start for you.
0: All right, so number three, this is going to be a hit or miss for a lot of people. I think it's going to be more hit than a lot. Um, The traditional one that a lot of people eat is from Buffalo Wild Wings. I make my own. We've yet to make it. It's the mango habanero.
1: Oh, good pick. I thought about picking that. That's a good one.
0: Now we go the mango habanero because, again, you get the sweetness from the mango, and then you just get absolutely kicked in the face.
1: I love that. Yeah. I love the initial... Sweetness, because at first it's like yes,
0: you're like oh mango. this is good, and then it's like oh like that exact oh, like a, that sound right there. It's
1: it comes on
0: hard and heavy, and if the wings are like hot, hot, like right out of the fryer, like double fried, crispy, like <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, it's a <laughs> mouth burner. That one's got you sweating. Yep, early and often. Oh yeah, that's, great pick.
0: Yeah, so <clears throat> my first pick was the Buffalo True Blue number two garlic parm number three mango habanero Chris follow up your honey barbecue and your gold rush follow the gold rush sauce what do we got
1: okay so my number three here <clears throat> I also I want to uh, shout out my wife Melissa for helping me become an amazing father and husband and for giving me the inspiration for number three um, she does like her wings again boneless but uh, you could do these with, with, with real chicken wings whatever um, this is actually one that I've made a few times, but the first time I ever had it was from Whole Foods, and it's the Thai sweet chili wing. Okay, that's my number three, because what I, I love sweet chili sauce. It's like a good balance between Asian cuisine and American food. Because a lot of American food is spicy, but you have that peppery, that soy involvement and you uh the, the umami. The right. It's exactly the umami uh that that is so pleasing to us as humans. I love the sweet chili wing. They are my number three. Now number four Now I want to cut in before you
0: say anything. The That's best right. the best sweet chili sauce I think I've ever had, and you're gonna be a big fan of this. Lots of honey, not not honey. Lots of lots of ginger, lime kicks to it. You need a good ginger, but the best the best one I've ever had had a had a lot had a good dose of lime. Talk in it. Talk for a minute. <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll do the filler about ginger, lime. Um, so I like the. Uh, he put me on the spot here. He put everything down. Um. All right, so we're gonna use this time, right? I'm not gonna talk. Vote me. You definitely want to vote me. You cannot let Chris win again. Oh, we're back. I want you to try. Oh, right here? I'm going right. to put it on my finger, put it up in my tooth like I'm doing Coke. <laughs> <laughs>
1: on the sure. gum line. Sure. <laughs> under the gum. So this is um Melinda's Thai sweet chili sauce. And when I'm thinking of the ones that I make, I just, I, I use this. I, I mean, you make your own. But this is so good to me. Let, uh, taste this. Just
0: throw it on the finger.
1: Taste that. What do we got? Just tell me what you think.
0: That's precisely what I was talking about. Right. If you just add us like a squeeze of fresh lime, like over the top.
1: Lime <laughs> in that thing. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that flavor. Melinda's Thai Sweet Chili Sauce Condiment and Dipping Sauce. It's not spicy. No. It gets really you good. with a little bit of of, of pepper. Uh-huh. Um, but I swear by this. Uh, when I do my meal preps, I do chicken and rice, right? Classic, because I started my cut this week. Mm-hmm. Chicken and rice. And I put this on top. Not a lot. Just to, like a, a drizzle on top of it. Mix it in. Oh, my gosh. It's so good at lunch. Anyway, I like that you uh you, you filled it with something about ginger or garlic. Yeah, that's what I filled it with. So, all right. My number four here, we're going we've been talking about a lot of chicken wings that have tossed in sauce. We're going dry for number four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't give me the lemon pep. Oh, it's lemon pep. I hate it. Lemon pepper. And I'll tell you why I like lemon pepper. The reason well where have you had lemon pepper wings? My from? Own. Okay, I've made my own. Not I was going to say, if you, if you went to Wingstop or if you went to B-Dubs and got lemon pepper wings, the, the chicken wings were bought from the desert and then fried or baked. It tastes like they were baked in a 700-degree oven for 10 minutes. Yeah,
0: and absolutely just completely overdone.
1: And then they have some lemon peel and pepper. I love lemon pepper wings when they're not too salty.
0: That's the problem is they're usually too salty. I've mine were good but I just don't like in that aspect I'm not a big le- like lemon guy. I'd rather just like a piece of chicken with lemon juice You've on it. never no. been a lemon guy. No. I like citrus in foods but it's like like if I eat like a piece of lamb or like something that is gamey I guess I'll put lemon on it or stuff like like I love lemon on fish. What about and... what
1: about a little lobster?
0: Not a big lobster guy. Oh,
1: we can't talk anymore.
0: Um, It's good. I mean, I'll eat it. I like lemon on lobster, but I'm just like, if it's like one of those where I'm sitting down, it's like, you can order whatever you want. Like, maybe I'll get a lobster tail, but it's like not my. Only if it's at the Legends,
1: the legends
0: <laughs> Club. <laughs> Throwback to, what's it, Justin? Justin. Justin, yeah. Remember when he made his confession after that? He loaded up on, we loaded up our plates and we ate and everything. And he looks at us, he's like, boys, I got to make a confession. And we're looking at him like, oh my God, what did we bring in with us? After eating a full plate of seafood, he was like, I hate seafood. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He like, oh, okay. I hate seafood. He's like, I, I hate this seafood. Yeah. He's like, I don't like, I've never liked seafood. He's like, but it's just so fresh and right there and free.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of the most. That's a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I'll never forget doing that with him. That was epic. The circumstances that we met him, uh, just amazing. Anyway, um, so Lemon Pepper is my number four. I wanted to throw a dry one, and I don't like any other dry rub uh, on chicken wings. Um, I wanted to, to be versatile like the chicken wing and pick Lemon Pepper. Number four and five from Panthony.
0: All right, so you mentioned a Connecticut staple. I guess we can call it Danbury staple. are not sure about Connecticut and Pippa's. I'm going to do you one better. And no, it's not Jay Timothy's. This is going to be... Jay Timothy's is overrated. Next. Um, this is going to be my favorite wing spot. That's not my kitchen or Chris's kitchen. And this is going to be the Dewdrop Drop Inn. I don't know Ooh, if you've ever heard I've of not. it. I Drop Inn. It is in... Uh, trying to find it. It is in Derby, Connecticut. They won Best Wings in Connecticut in 2018. Now, this is a very, it's a hole in the wall, it's a bar, there's no parking, but the wing flavors, they do. I mean, on their menu, there's close, probably close to 100 different wing flavors, um, and you have your basic, so like, your basic is your Asian Glaze, your Bayou Wings, your Gold Nugget Wings, not so basic, you start adding different stuff, then there's the uh, Basically Ridiculous category. Now, These aren't on my list, but I'll read you a couple from this category, okay? Cilantro, lime, tahini. Ooh! Korean barbecue.
1: I love Korean barbecue.
0: Peanut butter and jelly. And it's exactly what you think. It's peanut butter and jelly on a chicken wing. It's delicious. You think it's gross? It's delicious. The the wing I'm going with in my number four spot is their maple bourbon barbecue bacon. I'm going to replay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say that again. It's not honey barbecue. Thought it was honey barbecue. It's not. It's maple, bourbon, barbecue, bacon. Now what that is, is it is a barbecue sauce. Your, your maple, think of like, like, think of like Applewood maple smoked bacon, like that sweetness, your maple syrup, the bourbon, you get that nice little woodsy earthy flavor and then it's crumbled bacon on the wings, um, So do drop in, have to give you a shout out. That's my favorite one. I haven't tried nearly everything from there, but that's a place we'll have to go on the sports and spaghetti dime. So you guys need to buy some more merch or something. Um, Anyway, now to round it out, to round it out, I'm going to go with, this one's going to be tough because it's not necessarily a wing flavor. Um, The one I'm referring to, I had it in Lake George. So I don't remember if I told you, Chris, but it was a Korean, it was a Korean barbecue sauce, but it was, uh, soy sauce, a little bit of honey, uh, soy sauce, a little bit of honey and garlic. And it was quite possibly the best wing sauce I've ever had. Um, it was a teriyaki ish vibe, but it was so simple with just the garlic. And there was, I believe there was, I want to say a little goju jang in there. For some flavor, yes, for some flavor, definitely, obviously, soy sauce because that was in soy garlic. It's in the name. Um, If I could remember the restaurant we went to at Lake George, I could look up the sauce. But obviously, the ingredients were there. I went down to try to talk to the 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 chef and be like, "Dude, like that was the best sauce. Like, let me know." And I got down there, and it's just a Korean dude.
1: Oh, you told me about this. Like, just
0: a like, just a sweaty Korean man. And I was like, dude, the sauce is awesome. What's the secret? Like, joking around. He's like, nah. Like, nah. like just looked at me, and I was like, oh, you have no idea what I'm talking about. So I was like, wings are good, brother. And he's like, I appreciate you. And that was, like, that was it. But that was, I mean, top, like, top tier, like, in line with the best wing I've ever had in my life.
1: <sighs> Want to know something? My last one here is one of those. It's... It's from a place that doesn't exist anymore, actually. But the place that replaced it has continued the the wing flavor, which is good. So there was a place on Cape Cod called Red Face Jacks, and it was right on the corner of C Street, and C Street was the road I lived off of when I was broadcasting baseball on the Cape.
0: You're a broadcaster.
1: Oh yeah. I didn't know that. On Iroquois. I lived on Iroquois, 16 Iroquois. 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 Anyway, it was... Red Face Jacks was right near the corner. It was right near Sharky's. They were right, like, connected to each other almost. And anyway, I used to go there a lot because it was close to my house. I I would go there because a lot of other people would go out drinking after... um. After the games, they would go out drinking there, and I would go because they gave you popcorn. (laughs) They gave you popcorn. They had the popcorn maker. sounds like you, I mean, you know, I was not a big, I've never been a big drinker. And so, um, anyway, they had, they sold the wings by the pound. And they were boneless wings. They were chicken, they were like chicken fingers. But they weren't like, Like Purdue's. They were like little nuggets of yummy. Yep. Love nuggets, but like a good way. There's a callback. Comedians do that callback. It was bad. Anyway, the sauce, Anthony, was called, and I have it here because I wanted to get the name right. You're going to be like, no. I I promise you, you're going to be like, it was the best wing I've ever eaten. Spicy orange marmalade. So like oh my god. Are
0: we thinking like like an orange chicken vibe, like Panda Express orange chicken with like some spice, like some chili spice?
1: No. Okay. It was it was more to it. it. That's the easy way out. Okay. It was what it sounds like. It's the it's that orangey concentrated taste, but it's spicy and it's on the wing. It's a glaze. It was a glaze on the wing. It was absolutely incredible. I don't know what they used to make it spicy, like what particularly they used, but there was other stuff in there with the orange. There was the garlic. They were, you know, there was Yeah, it wasn't just like orange marmalade on No. Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely amazing. There might have also been like apricot in there a little bit something so like
0: a kind of like a duck sauce vibe
1: you know what if i had to compare it to something i would say maybe a little bit like duck sauce so
0: duck sauce is apricot that's one yeah of the but
1: it was i know it was spicy or well, there was just was uh, like, yeah, yeah of course but it did it, to flavor wise i guess kind of like a duck sauce but it was definitely not asian in nature it was unlike anything i've ever had and the reason why it was so good I think at the time was because I just ordered it and I was like, well, let me try you didn't some, have any expectations. I had no and... expectations. I'd never been there. It knocked me over the head. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever had.
0: I'm glad we both got our, the best wings we've ever had on our list. I'm Nobody very... else
1: would, would say that, oh, no. but, uh, but you have to have had it. Yeah. Like I mean, that is just outstanding wing quality. The place is now called, I think, Scally's, Scally's Irish Ale House. So now it's a bar.
0: So they probably just make the wings because they were a Cape Cod classic, right?
1: Probably, yeah. I mean, Red Face Jacks was, it was there when I was broadcasting, but then, so that was 2017. That was seven
0: years ago. Huh? That's crazy,
1: right? And then um, it was there after that because Melissa and I went. And then when we took Sabrina there, well, we didn't go last year, so two years ago it was gone. You guys went last Oh, no, you went to Salem. That was right. <laughs> yes, we did. We're hoping to go back to the Cape this year. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Cape is fun. It'll always be there. And it'll I always be the same. I haven't gone to
0: the Cape since I was, oof. I, was, I mean, my grandmother was still, she was still here. We went on vacation with her. So it was at least, I mean... 2004, 2005. Oh, like two thousand four, two thousand five, like Sox just won the World Series, I think. Oh, that's a long or like, time. Like summer of like going to win the World Series. It was a while ago. I was there with my cousin Emma, cousin Claire. I haven't seen them since then. They're from Missouri. Wow. They don't listen to this. They don't listen.
1: That's twenty years ago you were there. Yeah.
0: It was it was pretty damn close <laughs> to twenty years oh, we're ago. We're getting older. <laughs> it's pretty damn close to twenty years. Yeah. We're getting old. So I was like five or six, and I remember being on the Cape. Yeah, I was little.
1: I I love it there. It's the same every time, and I think that's part of the reason why I love it. We we folk like when things stay the same.
0: I do. Yeah, I don't like things changing. Yeah. Um, speak. You know, this just popped into my head. Um, my cousin Emma was. I don't want to say pen pal, like we were like email pals, but do you remember the flat Stanley? (laughs) Yeah. She was my flat Stanley person.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. I remember it was like, it had to be like first or second grade. Yeah. She was my, yeah. yeah.
1: I remember when my brother did that.
0: Yeah, she was my flat Stanley person. That's funny. I haven't, I mean, I've talked to her on like Facebook or so. Like I've mentioned like happy birthdays, but I haven't like talked to her. That's crazy that I remembered that, the flat Stanley. Wow.
1: That's a throwback. That's a long time. Yeah. Wow, man. There you go.
0: Now speaking, there's, there,
1: there's our wings.
0: Let's say, speaking of throwbacks. Actually, let's recap real quick. So, my wings. We'll call this column A because my name ant is ant. My my name ant. Um, uh, my name me. So I will. I guess I'll make this graphic before before Nikki does because we kind of can't really put him on the spot unless he goes to sleep super late. Um,
1: <laughs> you know he's gonna be up at three.
0: Oh, is he, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'll send him. I'll send him the templates and and just, yeah. just rock and roll. What do we do. Um. So my recap. First overall pick, the Buffalo, traditional Buffalo wing. Number two, the garlic parm. Number tray, mango habanero. Number four, specifically from Dew Drop Inn in Derby, Connecticut, their maple bourbon barbecue bacon. And then number five is from some restaurant by the lake in Lake <laughs> George. Um, it is Korean-style uh, garlic and soy. Whew.
1: All right, my five. Number one was honey barbecue. Number two was gold rush. <laughs> Much to the I'm still I'm still so
0: mad you stole that from me.
1: That's right. Number three was the Thai sweet chili. Number four was lemon pepper, and number five was the spicy orange marmalade from Red Face Jacks on Cape Cod. DJs on Cape Cod also had good wings. But you know what? My problem with DJs is Is that every time I got food from there, it just made me get it. It just was like it was too much. But anyway, I feel that. Right on the train tracks though. Yeah, so we'll have to do
0: some form of wing cook-off. Um, I guess we'll we'll make some we'll make some wings. We we can do a Chris versus Ant. Actually, let me think in the pipeline. There's a uh, there's a friend of the show by the name of Chef Skiff, Chef Nick at Underground Records. Let me ring him up and let me see if we can have either a, a third participant or maybe a maybe a guest judge on the show and we could do another special episode, talk about his Ooh. cowboys.
1: All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, we I could think, do that. I think that could rock. I think that could I think that could work. We could have him for that and then uh maybe maybe a little double episode, see if we can get him to cook something for us. He did it once. We'll rock and roll. This time, like something off menu, like at my house.
1: Something real. Yeah. Something like a real, like not that he doesn't cook real food, but he can make anything.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's you know we'll we'll ring. I mean, up... he
1: made a banana foster in like two seconds. We'll
0: we'll ring up Chef Skiff here. We'll we'll, we'll ring him up and uh, hopefully, if he's down, you guys will be hearing from him soon. Which is that's Do great it again. It's wonderful. All right, so this is My favorite segment, specifically because I know what the bad is, and oh boy, I can't wait. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is the good, this is the bad, and this is the eh. This is in no particular order with Mr. Chris Walker. Take it away,
1: you know, the bad, right? Oh,
0: yeah, Do you want to start off, or do we? No, want to leave we'll, it off? End, okay. we'll
1: end with the bad, with, with what a joke that, that team is. Go ahead, yeah, okay. Well, so anyway, we're gonna go to the good. Um, I'm gonna tell you something. I do it. I did it at the radio station for three years, and I'm doing it today. People, If people complain to me that I didn't do a sports thing on a no particular order, just remember that this is my show. Also,
0: remember that we started this off talking about Dingleberries. Yeah, this is my show.
1: This is our show, not anybody else's show. So I can talk about whatever I want. Anthony, it was a good day to be a train today. (laughs) It was a good day to be a train today. You know why?
0: Chris, stop. I just want to I want to clarify
1: is your good of the week trains? No, the good of my week is Sabrina. Okay. Fair. The good of my week is Sabrina on the train today. Oh,
0: because you're absolutely ruining that child?
1: Yeah, apparently yeah. I'm ruining her. So anyway, um she asked, she she wanted to go on the train today. And um and I did, and and I had no school today because of the horrible treacherous uh death deathly world ending driving conditions this morning, like while I was driving to the gym at seven fifteen and made it there in three minutes terrible um that's a different story too, but anyway, I had the day off, and it was a good day to be a train because you got savvy on the train. <laughs> And it was don't shake your head at me, and you you know, you should like trains.
0: That's not my expert. That's not my level of tism. I'm not a train tism guy. I'm a numbers tism guy. (laughs) I'm actually, I'm actually an NFL, I'm an NFL college player tism guy.
1: (laughs) There you go, and mine is trains. Are you saying that you're a more intelligent version?
0: No, we're just different. It's just different. We're cut from the same cloth. (laughs) And you're ruining your child.
1: Listen, man. She loves it. It's a phase, okay? This is another one of her phases. Chris, how old are you? 28. Have you grown out of your train phase? You know, well, the thing hey, about- Hey, Chris,
0: pause. Let's tell our listeners. I don't want to interrupt, but I do want to interrupt. Let's tell our listeners, um, <laughs> you can identify the type of train by the horn, right,
1: Chris? <laughs> yeah. The people at Kiwi didn't know that.
0: Yeah. They do now.
1: <laughs> the people at camp did not know that.
0: Uh, so, yeah. If, They'll it, be like,
1: Chris Walker knows what. Do you know Walker what else is.
0: is really funny? Whenever I pass a train, Chris's first response was, did you catch the engine number? No, I didn't. I, I, I don't know if you know where that train has been and where it's going to go.
1: Yeah, I do. It depends. It de- <laughs> I think that was on you. It was
0: on me. It depends where it's going. Oh, the wires getting frayed
1: there. Oh, well, Time for a new one. It depends on where it's going, but Anthony, listen. It it was a good it was a good day to be a train. That's all I'm saying. That's 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 the good. What is it an eh day to be? It, to be Carter Gauthier. Carter, do you know who that is? Explain. Oh, you better you better start reading about him. Carter Gauthier, Anthony was a Philadelphia Flyers prospect. I, I, know who it is. Oh, I okay. just wanted you to. And Carter Gauthier, now he he's an 04, so that means he's 19, okay? Love that. He's turning 20 this month. He did not want to play on the Flyers. No, he didn't. He was being courted by Daniel Briere, um their general manager. And the rest of the ownership um, of the Flyers for a couple of years when he played in college. um, This dude was at the World Juniors, um, but he was traded to Anaheim for Jamie Drysdale. Now, why was he traded? Because he said, I don't want to be a Flyer. And the reason why it's starting to trickle out is a personal family matter private to him and his family, a.k.a. dad's a Penguins fan. That's not confirmed. But what personal matter could, could somebody that is Swedish, right? Swedish? I think so. Yeah, like, what would you mean? Swedish, yes. He's you... American, but he was born in Sweden, so he okay. played for Team Sweden. No, played for Team USA. Sorry, excuse me. But he's Swedish-born. That's what threw me. Um, What could he have against playing for, for a team? That's why it's, eh. I have two opinions on this. The first one is, the guy's got some stones on him for, for being 19 and saying, I'm not playing for your team. Trade me. And they did it. That blows my mind. The second thing is wow, how could, what kind of entitled little you know what could you possibly be to do that? I think it's the start of a new trend, though.
0: Uh, I don't want to say new trend, maybe new trend in hockey, but I don't know if you remember in hockey. I don't know if you remember two thousand four. I think it was two thousand four. First overall pick, somebody by the name of Elijah Manning. Putting on the worst fake smile I've ever seen because daddy said, Don't play for the Chargers because they're a poverty franchise. Um, growing up following the Giants, I don't know if I've just blown everybody's mind that listens, but yes, I used to follow the Giants before I grew up and figured out what football was, right? Yeah, hey, and
1: then follow the Panthers.
0: <laughs> don't get me started. Um, actually, you can get me started. Um, nonetheless, the. <laughs> It's crazy to me. Like Caleb Williams is like, oh, I don't know if I want to come out of the draft because he expects to be the number one overall pick. He's like, I don't know what team I want to play for. You get your guys like John. like, listen, that is what happens when you are a supreme athlete. If you are the best college prospect, I'm going to use football because I know football better than hockey. If you're a guy like Trevor Lawrence where they're saying, oh, my God, this is the best prospect we've ever seen quarterback-wise or best prospect since Peyton Manning or he's a specimen, whatever you want to say about Trevor Lawrence. That's what happens when you're so good you're going to play for a bad team. If you get drafted to a really good team, most likely means you aren't the best at your position. You can get there. Of course you you can. But you've got
1: to pay your dues, and maybe you're what turns that bad franchise around. Yeah. That's the point. I mean, to a, they haven't won anything. But look at what Connor McDavid has done in Edmonton. He's got people back in the seats. The team is good, even though they give up five goals a game. They score six. Uh, to bring it back to hockey a little bit, not that you, you did anything wrong, but just since no, I'm talking just, about Carter. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I want to keep calling him Carter. It's a, cutter. It's, a cutter. Yeah. cutter. it's spelled weird, too, isn't it? Yeah, just like something that cuts. Oh, I don't
0: know if it was C U T T E R.
1: It is C U T T E R, cutter. Like what? I'm sorry. What is that name?
0: Are you are you a pitch, sir? (laughs) It's funny that you brought up a hockey player with a funny name because you might hear one later on. Oh, sure.
1: Listen, my I think my final stance on the matter is that everybody's making too big of a deal out of it. Um, It's a thing that happened. The Flyers obviously agreed to get him out of there. The Flyers fans are like, I can't wait till we play this guy. Listen, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about you. Just like Tavares doesn't care that the Islanders fans boo him out of the arena. And they will again tomorrow. Nonsense if you think they won't. (laughs) Even if they will lose the game 5-3, to they will boo him out of the arena while he scores a hat trick on them. (laughs) Um, But anyway... I, I think the, the bottom line is that everybody is taking it, uh, blowing it out of proportion. All right. And the bad of the week. I have ne- and this might, this could be the bad every week. Anthony, I have never seen a worse excuse for a hockey franchise than the Dallas Stars. We
0: talk all the time. Is this sour grapes because they always beat Minnesota? Is this only because your wife likes them, Anthony, and you want to be different? No.
1: It's not. Because guess who's not? Her husband. Me. Guess who's not a fan of the team they beat all the time? Me. Okay? Do I root for the Wild always? Yes, because they're your team. (laughs) Do I root for the Stars because they're Jules' team? No. In fact, I hate them. Not because of Jules. I just hate that team. It's they and, and there's a good reason. Anthony sends me content, most games of them, and it's a guy taking a dive. This guy called the, the other night. Who was it that dove? Uh, Six-foot-five Mason, Mason Marchman. Mason Marchman, thank you. It got a little nudge and collapsed like he was in the NBA it's every every
0: player on that team and the reason is look at anytime you want to see organiza- anytime you want to see an organization from the top down in hockey specifically you look at the captain the there's captain. a reason there's a C on their chest and who is the captain of the Dallas Stars the i think the
1: biggest crybaby in hockey right now yep. and Jamie Benn I mean look at the look at the Pittsburgh Penguins and their captain Uh, Say what you want about Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. I talk my talk about them all the time, but that team is not a bunch of crybabies because Sidney Crosby is not that. Look at the Washington Capitals. They have their issues. They're not a perfect team. Alex Ovechkin is as good a captain as there is. Look at the New York Islanders. As many issues as I talk about, they have an excellent captain in Andersley. He is a businessman, and he... It's a great leader. You look at a lot of these teams. I mean, look at uh, uh, even Toronto with John, Tava- John Tavares as your captain. The Leafs fans say he's a terrible captain because he's quiet. captain doesn't need to be loud. And a captain needs to be a leader,
0: and he is. And he could be quiet on the ice. It doesn't mean he's not a locker room guy. He's not. Well, I'm just saying. It doesn't mean. It doesn't mean yeah. that, but he's not. But the, but the, he's a great captain. Yeah, the reason for a captain is uh, essentially it's a coach on the ice, right? You're gonna have somebody yes. that you know. You're looking to this
1: guy. Yes. You're look when things are down. You're looking to your captain for an answer for some inspiration,
0: and not that, the alternate captains. No. You're
1: looking for the captain,
0: and that's the that's the reason why. If you're young and you're just getting into hockey, like I I mean I was two years ago, three years ago, just getting into hockey. That's why your captain's not always your best player.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have That's to. That's why,
0: like, the Minnesota before Spurgeon, it was Miko Koivu. And it's like, now looking back, it's like, oh, like that, That now, yeah, he should have been the captain back.
1: Now it's Jared Spurgeon. I mean, look at Jordan Stahl as the captain of the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. Jordan Stahl will take a face-off in the defensive zone and get right off the ice. Yeah. He's a role player at this point in his career. He is a role player. The guy is an excellent hockey player, borderline elite hockey player in his in his heyday, but he's a leader on and off the ice, and he's a great captain of that team. He's not their best player, are you kidding me? No,
0: but he's their leader, and that's one thing I want to talk about. You're going to hear about this guy a lot, Brock Faber. Love him. There's a reason why he's—I mean—should win Calder's Rookie of the Year, right? Yes, he should win the Calder this year because Bedard is jaw is broken. Yeah. But there's a, I mean, this guy is what, 20, he's my, younger than me, 22, 23. He just graduated college last year and he's, I mean, most time on the ice, he's, he has, I think it's like I know he has double-digit assists. He has like 20-something points as a defenseman. But it's like the guy, his first few games are the playoffs, and he's already, I mean, throwing his body on the line. He's making stick saves. He's like, I mean, the guy is all. That's your future, Cam. There's a reason why everybody I've seen was like, listen, if Minnesota's smart, they lock him up right now to as long of a contract as they can give him because you're looking at a... There's, they said, like, you're looking at a 10-year
1: all-star and, like, a 10-year captain. And all of this comes back to Dallas, where you look at their captain and why we're putting them on the bat. It's not just to, to poop all over them. It's really not. It's to highlight how when your captain is is an infant off the ice during interviews, uh, calling guys out, just the nonsense the, the 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 cheap shots on the ice uh, going on to the other team's bench to start problems last year and the like there's case after case i mean watch one game seriously if you think we're we're full of it watch a game watch a game don't watch the highlights watch the details of a game
0: yeah and i mean you look at find your favorite team if you have a favorite team just key in, even if they don't have the puck. I know the the camera's a little tough. Key in on your top scorer on each line. Make it make a mental note of who the top scorer is and just watch yeah. the cheap shots. I mean, it's it's cross checks. Yeah. And it's cross-checks to the back. And it's up against the board. It's kicking and going directly for knees. And it's they they play like they literally play scumbag hockey. Scummy hockey. Yep. And it's and it's not even like they're Like none of it is. None of it is grinding anything else. It's
1: not out. blue collar hockey. No. Teams there are teams in the league that play that style. Absolutely. And Dallas is not that team. Dallas is a talented team. Don't get me wrong. Incredibly they have Jason talented. Robertson, Jamie Ben talented. I mean uh, Tyler Sagan talented. I mean like they, these have, guys
0: are un, like they
1: they're stacked. They have elite talent. They've got one of the best goalies in the world when he's healthy and Jake Ottinger. Um, and they have pretty darn good backup in Scott Wedgwood, who's been a journeyman, and I always root for that man.
0: Who's in net? Matt Murray is the other one? Too. Matt Murray, yeah. the other
1: Matt Murray. Yeah. It's not the same. No, it's not. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, who got his first
1: career shutout against the Wild? I'm sorry. Yeah, well, they're uh, getting
0: shutout right now. It's two to nothing. Jesper Walstead has let in his first two goals. All one, right. well. One to Matt Duchesne. And, oh, would you guess? A tip in by Joe Pavelski.
1: And Pavelski's another one of those Is. guys, another leader, a former captain himself. And so these guys are elite players, but they play a really dirty brand of hockey. And it's really frustrating to watch. And then it goes further than that. Forget the players. You go right out into the stands. And you have the most annoying fan base. I'm not talking about the trashiest. Yeah. Tar- like this is not the worst. trashiest. The I think I think the scummiest fans in hockey would either be the Islanders fans or the Flyers fans. Those are the two scummiest. The uh, Islanders have some of the worst scumbag fans. You go to a game and it's just ruthless. And, and you're not even that good to be ruthless. And neither are the Flyers. They're good this year, but... That's beside the point. Uh, the Stars fans are just annoying. It's like every game, it's like every person in the arena is at their first hockey game.
0: That's exactly what it's like. And you can see it in the crowd. Like, you remember it was all over Instagram, TikTok, where it was the dude with the mullet. He had like the bowl cut yeah, mullet. Yes. And the first thing he's like, he would start off like waving it, like looking in the camera. And the next thing you know, he's getting just like, he's starting a fight and getting knocked out. Yep, that was a Dallas Stars fan, and they were playing Minnesota.
1: <laughs> I, it, it's like every fan thinks it's their—it's fir- like their first game. Yeah, let's do. It. What is that awful chant?
0: It's so bad. It's so bad, and it's like I understand why my wife likes them. Right? She likes Tyler Sagan. He's a Rocket.
1: She loves him.
0: It was she was a Bruins fan when he was there, and they just dumped him to a dumpster fire of a franchise whoever would give him the most you know whoever would give Boston the most cap space because he was a nightmare off the ice or whoever would give him the most you know return and ended up being Dallas like it could have literally been anybody and I would have been happy but it ends up being Dallas and it's like these games are they're they're unwatchable because it's dude if you sit down and watch a Dallas Stars game it's I mean it's the cheap shots and it's this and that and it's diving.
1: I can't wait to watch the end of it.
0: And then the only the only way we see scores are it's it's literally either it's like Rope hints just drilling uh, it. It's like him drilling you know, from like the mate. blue line. Like he's a menace. He's a
1: sniper. He's like, excellent
0: too. We great. didn't even
1: mention hints. They it's have like, a great team.
0: It's like him and then you'll get the person where it's like Pavelski just stands literally just stands in front of the goalie and waits for the puck to hit him and go in. They know their
1: role but they take advantage and they do it in a way that the referees are not seeing it. And uh, I guess props to them for that, but they're just a scumbag franchise and they're very annoying to watch. I don't like, I don't like watching annoying hockey. I don't know why I watch the Islanders because they play very annoying hockey, but, uh, that's a burden. Like, that there's, I'm, there's, I'm dealt.
0: Before we get too in depth, cause we're already running about an hour. This will be a longer episode. Deal with it. Um, this is our show. Um, sorry but it's to the point where it's like yeah there's a difference in being a pest because you want a hockey player that's a pest you want somebody that's going to like even small stuff like you know, want a
1: Pat Marone on your team
0: pulling the jersey and just like just small like small stuff you get that and then then you get Oh, anytime Dallas plays Minnesota, watch Kirill because he's gonna get cross-checked in the back seventeen times yep. and not get called once. But as soon as Marcus Felino does anything on the ice, it's like nope. Like the, I mean, I don't need don't even get me started. Like the playoffs last year, like the only thing Felino did was just sit in the penalty box. Uh huh. Like he put us in such a deficit, oh, but yeah. you have to look at it and it was all. I mean, it was all retribution. Yeah. All and it was mostly Ryan Souter. <laughs> yes, it's mostly Ryan Suter. Yep. It was Suter, Domi, and Marchment. That was oh. it.
1: <laughs> those three were horrible. That's all it was. Like man, Chris oh, and man. I watched
0: every one of those games. Yes. And it was the same thing every time. Oh, those are it. Like, listen. There's with a shoes reason. And
1: too bad with shoes and couldn't call a few more. While like, he goes,
0: Listen. There's a reason. This is gonna sound terrible. Everybody likes Joe Pavelski. He's Captain America, and he was with the Sharks. Right? He was with the Sharks.
1: Yep. Yes,
0: sir. Everybody liked him. There was a reason NHL Twitter was ecstatic when Matt Dumba destroyed him last year. <laughs> there was a reason everybody on, 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 on hockey Twitter, NHL Twitter, there was a reason everybody but Stars fans were like, that was a yard sale. Like, it was a great hit. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, there, there's a reason for that. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> All right, Anthony. There's your in no particular. That was a good in no particular Yeah, it
1: was a spirited affair. Yeah,
0: Spirited. Get into some sports here. We'll go pretty quick, I guess, um, when it comes to this. But we'll start off, like we said, we're going to talk a lot of playoff football. We'll start it off, Michigan, national champions. I think, Chris, I think if you listen back to our episode, I think I said Michigan was going to win the Natty. You did, and I would have agreed with you because I thought I, they would. I believe I said Michigan was, was going to win the natty. Now, by no means are they the most talented team. I think they're the best coached team in uh in, in college football, hands down. Well, I mean well, top like yeah. top to bottom you look at what they're doing and it's their defensive backs. Anytime there's a ball in their area, they're they're punching through rather than rather than just trying to make a tackler going for a pick and they're getting breakups and
1: even I noticed like, especially watching as closely as I did on Monday. Uh, because, uh, yeah, I follow along with college football because I kind of have to, but but not as much as I do and the NFL. Mm-hmm. But especially watching this game, it was just so evident how impressive their defensive schemes were. I don't usually notice that stuff even in an NFL game. But I, what you're saying, the guys are punching through. Guys are breaking up every pass in this contestant. And
0: it's like, yeah, they had their broken plays where Romo Dunze, like, I mean, he was wide open. He would drop a pass. Like, that happens. But if you look, like, a lot of the times they weren't getting confused by motions. They were communicating with each other. I think realistically, I think they're starting eleven NFL starters at, at some point, right on their on that defense. I think whether it's they might not all be first round picks, but it's like you get you are going to get those fundamentally sound guys that slipped into the third fourth round, and they're knocking on the door of the Pro Bowl every year, just because of your coaching. Like they might not be the greatest athlete, but if you are checking all of the boxes and you are coming from a Coach Harbaugh tree, like you are, you are golden. You're what do golden. you
1: think about that whole? uh discussion about Coach Harbaugh. Um, I wanted to ask you your opinion on this because I've heard a lot of people talk about Harbaugh going back to the NFL. Now we saw what he did with the 49ers. He kind of started, he changed the culture of that team completely uh, from what it had been previously before he took over for them. And then he uh, opted to go and do college and, He's been with Michigan for a a while. How many years now has he been there? It's been a while.
0: 27,
1: 16, 17-ish. It's it's been quite a while. And um, what do you think about that? Does he stay there? Does he go back to the NFL?
0: Now, if you asked me yesterday, I don't know if you've been up on news because you've been dealing with a lot today. It's been a busy day. Um, it's been a busy day. It's been a busy day for the coaching carousel and the NFL as well as college football. Now, the reason I say that and the reason I think Jim Harbaugh stays in college is because, A, he's owned Ohio State, right? He's, you know, they've won the last two years after not winning for a very long time. But the greatest college football coach of all time just hung it up today. That, that I did see. So I think... I mean, you're sitting there, you just won a national championship. you have a your alma mater, like, these people love you. There's a real good chance that Alabama's uh, dynasty just fell and Michigan's just started.
1: I was just going to say that. I love that you just said it. It that that run, this season, that 15 and0 season they just had. Really is indicative, and the way Coach Harbaugh talked about it in his in his interviews was like he knew they were going to win. He knew he knew yeah. they had, were going to win yeah. the championship, and I think you're right. I think this team is going to be the the Alabama of this decade. So I saw a,
0: a fact today when they were going over Coach Saban's accolades. Right, not one of. Nick, not one of coach Saban's recruiting classes did not win a national championship. Wow. So there was at least one player from every single one of his recruiting classes that won a national championship.
1: That's unbelievable.
0: Like when you think about that for how long he did it, it was like, I mean, cause he was with LSU, he was with the dolphins, but then he joined Bama in like what? Like Oh nine, like super like early 2010s, like right late, late odd night like you know late 2000s early 2010s he joined up on alabama and i mean the guy is world class he's the greatest college coach of all time hands down uh great i mean greatest college recruiter whether or not you want to say he did it uh you know the right way or the wrong way he's the greatest college recruiter because there's no way there's no reason you're bringing that amount of talent to tuscaloosa alabama when there's teams like Miami and there's teams like UCLA and there's teams like in these beautiful cities with nightlife and all that there's why would you go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama except hey, I'm going to play for coach Saban and whether it's the first round or the sixth round, I'm going to get drafted, I'm going to get paid like I mean, if you just look at like just the depth he had because you can have recruits, but if you turn if you don't turn them into anything, it means nothing. Right. I mean, there were times where it was uh, like Derrick Henry, TJ Yeldon, like Derrick Henry, TJ Yeldon, Alvin Kamara, and Kenyon Drake were all in the same backfield <laughs> at one point. Like Insane. Jerry Judy and Devontae Smith, like it's just literally like one after the other, after the other, after the other. And it's like for him to do that for so long, it's a testament to him. And now, you know. <laughs> You have your LSUs that was a flash in the pan with Coach O. You have Clemson that had their little bit of dominance. You have Tennessee who's on the up now. You have USC who's always been able to pull those recruits in, but it's like I don't think anybody's going to be as dominant and as pro-ready as somebody that comes out of Coach Harbaugh's system, and for that reason, I think he's staying. I like that. Nice. I I, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, We'll touch on a couple of these at a time, and then we'll kind of go, you know, we'll kind of make it flow together. But I want to talk about how draft stock was affected by various players for the national championship. This is going to be easy. Um, Michael Penix Jr. took a a big tumble. Um, A lot of people saw him as QB 2 or 3 in this draft class, maybe QB 4, definitely top 5, obviously. But, I mean, the guy was playing a good defense, and he was rattled. He wasn't making throws that he usually yeah, he makes. Was. His footwork looked terrible. Like it just it just didn't it just didn't look great by any means. And I think while Michael Penix Jr. took a tumble, I mean, there's a lot of Michigan players that skyrocketed up the board. I mean, you have guys like we'll talk, I mean, we'll talk JJ McCarthy a little bit just because of the fact of like I don't think he should go out. I think he should stay at Michigan win another Natty just because you're not going to be a top 5 quarterback in this class. It's too, st- you know, it's too too stacked. So I think you wait it out, you get another year under your belt, you get your degree, you do all that stuff. But I mean, you get that 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 entire offensive line, I can realistically see them going within the first two rounds three rounds i could see Blake Corum being the first running back off the board i can see Roman Roman Wilson i could see him being a top 10 you know wide receiver off the board like it's just michigan went out and they i mean they proved that superior coaching and nfl readiness is what's going to win you championships because again we talked about culture when it came to hockey look at college culture there's a reason bama and georgia and michigan and there's a reason that these teams are always in the national championship picture. And it's because they're not coaching. It's funny to say they're not coaching college athletes. They are coaching future professional athletes. And that's my, that's my draft stock talk. That's very my good. Anthony. Talk. Thank you. Beautiful. Now, Chris, do you want to talk a little bit about the NFL coaching carousel? Just because this is a very good time This is a very good time to be a to
1: be a free agent, impending coach right now. Yeah, there's a lot of action. Um, Well, you you told me earlier this week that Vrabel
0: was fired. That is, I think that is going to set Tennessee back a decade at least. Right, and uh, the Giants have
1: some coaching questions.
0: Um, Did you hear? Like, did you actually hear what happened with with Wink Martindale? Well,
1: he got on the plane and. He didn't officially resign. As of, oh,
0: it's official. As of this morning. No, it's official now. Okay. They've officially parted ways. It was mutual, so the Giants don't owe him any money. He essentially told Brian Dable to go f himself and just left. That's it.
1: <laughs> I love it. I was just like, yeah, love they
0: that. like. I guess they weren't seeing eye to eye all season. Uh, this could be totally wrong. I saw it on Twitter, like these guys, like I guess they weren't seeing eye to eye at all all season. And Wink Martindale was just like, I'm out see you later uh so it's like it's it's wild to me but i mean there's if you look at the vacancies pete carroll was fired today or mutually mutually yes. separated i guess
1: what about and then the, the panthers are trying to hire
0: a new coach Pan, well okay so my coaching philosophy is you always want your head coach to be a a, a locker room guy you want him to be a a trend like not a trend setter, like you want him to set the culture you want dan Campbell like again there's a reason that the, you always see the same teams in the playoffs. There's a reason Baltimore's always in the playoffs. There's a reason Green Bay, always in the playoffs. San Francisco, always in the playoffs. The Rams, always around the play like, There's a reason, guys. I think your team, you want to make your head coaches your culture guy, and then you just rely on young, smart offensive coordinators.
1: Even the Steelers are around all the time. Yeah,
0: my, there's With a Tomlin. reason there's a reason that their sputtering middling offense is in the playoffs. Like they're probably going to get dominated by the Bills. It's probably going to happen. But you need a coach that's going to set a culture and I think Mike Vrabel does that. I mean, you see what Dan Campbell did. So if I'm the Panthers, I am f- I'm chomping at the bit at Mike Vrabel. And then from there, you just get really big like really good coordinators because Listen, there's a reason the coordinators get poached and the the head coaches don't. Yeah. There's a, there's a reason coordinators get poached because oh he's doing big things. Like I mean, let's look at the Lions. There's everybody wants Ben Johnson as their head coach, but what has Ben Johnson done? Ben Ben Johnson's called plays. That's it. You don't know how he's gonna rally troops. Yeah. Look at look at the Raiders with Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce is an interim head coach. Dude went undefeated. Why? Because he rallied the troops. That's a good culture. Like, he should not be... The Giants are interested in bringing him in as a defense coordinator. He should be the head coach of the Raiders. They made this mistake with Basaccia
1: two years yeah. ago.
0: They're going to do it, like, they, two or three years ago. They made that mistake with Basaccia
1: They're going to do it with Pierce. And then there's Bill Belichick, who... The reports... The reports are saying, back in December, mm-hmm. that they're parting ways at the end of the season. Another mutual deal uh there has been no decision from Kraft yet dave matthews actually played uh at robert Kraft's wife's surprise birthday party last week just wanted to throw that out there um but anyway uh, he, he, robert Kraft's a big dmb guy for what that's worth i don't know if that's good or bad uh, he's a big rub and tug guy too so <laughs> do, with, is. do with that as you. <laughs>
0: Not Gray Street is on White Street, brother.
1: Right? <laughs> no, he went there. Oh dear. Well, uh, not the kicker, oh. <laughs> Anthony. But either way, um, and then and then the reporter doubled down on on his um, his report and said, "No, it's going to happen. Just wait." So, what do you think? So,
0: what I've been seeing on the Belichick thing is. Um, again, this is all on Twitter, so I don't know who I'm reading it from. I just kind of scroll while I have downtime. But it's, I've been seeing that they don't want general manager Belichick anymore, but they're set with coach Belichick, if that makes sense. Because uh-huh. if you think about it, like realistically, it, unless he's being gifted a skill player, he's missing on every one of those draft picks. Like you think about it, and it's like you're like no, he's drafted. Yeah, he hit on Gronk, he hit on Aaron Hernandez, Julian Edelman. But like, it's ancient history. now. it's yeah, it's a it's a different. First off, it's a different game than it was ten years ago. You're buzzing because we've been dropping this, but it's a different game than it was ten years ago. And I mean, who was his last wide receiver pick? Do you remember who it was? It was Nikhil Harry? Do you remember who he took Nikhil Harry over? No. Uh, Nikhil Harry was drafted over Debo Samuel, oh over DK Metcalf, over Terry McLaurin, over a lot of, over Brandon Ayuk. So it's like there's a lot of play. Like he is missing on a lot. Oh dear, he is missing on a lot of these players. So general manager Belichick, I don't think it's there. But I mean, you look at the game he's playing. Still, they're still playing fundamentally sound defense, fundamentally sound offense. So I think you can still set it, even though I think the Patriot way is dead that's on me but what do you i mean if you're if you're an up and coming head coach right so you are i'm i'm going to kind of put you on the spot right you are an up and coming head coach you, let's say you're, you're 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 whatever ben johnson i think it's ben johnson i just was just talking about him the oc for the lions i'm blanking on his name that's it's not ben johnson whoever you're the you know you're the you're the highest touted recruit what team do you think that needs a head coach is going it's to ben intrigue them is it ben johnson okay yeah. what team need a head that needs a head coach right now what team are you drawn to
1: oh gosh i don't know <laughs> no the chargers i mean the chargers would appeal to me personally just because i feel like they've been mismanaged Badly lately, and that they need. Again, he's unproven in the locker room. <laughs> he, he sure he's a prospect for coaching, but it doesn't mean anything. But I would, I would like to go to the Chargers. I'd like to go to 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 that area of the the country and coach a football team and a team that you know has a strong base and a pretty strong fan base. I mean, my my buddy Tyler uh, is a huge Chargers fan, and he lives in uh, Southbury, so. You know, the Chargers for me, that's my answer.
0: So to me, right at the end of the day, it's, you want to go to a place where you can make a difference. Like that's what D'Amico Ryan's told his OC, Bobby Slowick. like you want to go like be selective. Like you want to go somewhere you can make a difference. But I think that you need to go to a place with stable ownership is my biggest thing Um so so not the Panthers. Absolutely not. I think the only way they're going to get a solid coach is if they were, I mean, like, like let's say Mike Rabel. The only way I think Dave Tepper can get Mike Vrabel is he's like, hey, we're going to pick our DC. And, you know, we have our DC and uh, Jiro Evero, um, you know, you're going to get to pick your OC. We're going to hire our general manager. And like, you're going to have full control over everything. We're going to give you a blank check. Like that's the only way I can see anybody going there, but he did say he loves Bryce young. So let's, you know, I'm just getting my hopes up, but to me, you want to think stable ownership, stable leader. Um, the job hasn't opened up yet, but I think it's going to, I think the Dallas Cowboys Ooh. is going to need a, they're going to need a head coach. And I can see, I mean, I can see a lot of these guys going Dallas because, I mean, you have Jerry Jones, who's, yes, he's a little overbearing, but they're going to make sure all of the boxes are checked off the entire time. Um, If you're thinking of spots that are available right now, Seattle. (laughs) Seattle. I think it's going to be Seattle. Um, I, I, they've always been, they're just always stuck around for the last, for the better part of two decades. They've always been good. Yeah. You know, like they really hit their peak twenty, like twenty ten ish. So we can say about a decade, decade and a half. But everything seems to be stable over there. They have an identity. So I, I would say like Seattle. But again, I think the most coveted job is going to be, it's going to end up being Dallas because I don't think I think Mike McCarthy is going to get bounced second round of the playoffs. And and it's the coach's fault because that roster is absolutely stacked. Yeah, absolutely stacked.
1: Oh, but, Anthony, we've reached the time of we've reached the time of bedtime.
0: Now, if if we'd like to take a quick pause, we can take a quick pause. I could run through my bet the rent quick.
1: I mean, if, if we get through it quick, then we can finish.
0: Oh yeah, I mean we can just we, speed. Can blast through we could speed through this. All right, yeah, all right. Right. we're good. My bet the rent. I'm not going to go in depth. We're not going to talk about anything. This is a full <laughs> this is a full playoff parlay. Play all the games. It's going to be a plus 38 73. <laughs> um, a lot of them are money lines. Okay. All so, right, all right. Uh Houston money line versus Cleveland. Cleveland plays good defense. I think D'Amico Ryan's is going to tighten it up. They're going to play stingy. Uh, they're gonna play stingy defense, and the offense is just better from Houston. Next, Miami money line at Kansas City. I know you think I'm crazy because Miami can't play in the cold, but I mean it's gonna be zero degrees with a negative ten degree wind chill in Kansas City. It's gonna be freezing cold. Um, the Chiefs are a shell of their former team. Um, I I I have a feeling it's gonna be a shootout. Miami's gonna win that shootout. Next, Buffalo money line versus Pittsburgh. Self-explanatory. Buffalo is gonna kill them. Uh, at least in my in, my in opinion. your opinion. In my opinion. right. Uh, next, Dallas Moneyline versus Green Bay. Green Bay had a great season. Um, the only way I can see Dallas losing this game is if they fail to play situational football, which is not Mike McCarthy's go-to. Um, I think Jordan Love and that team, they're the youngest in the league. They have something to prove. It's going to be a great game. I think Dallas is going to squeak away with a win. Next, Detroit. This is the only one with the spread. Detroit minus three versus the Rams. <sighs> I just don't think the Rams are going to walk into Ford Field and walk out with a win. I don't. I don't see it happening. I think. I think Detroit is finally going to get that playoff win they've been looking for. Mm. Um, just the fact that the Rams are there is shocking to me. Much to the chagrin of Chris, who predicted the Rams and the pa- and the Packers would both make the playoffs.
1: And look who it is. And I laughed. And then the last ah, one. No, much to yours.
0: Much to my. Chagrin. And then the last one here. This one's gonna be a shock. I'm taking the Bucks money line versus the Philly. I think Philly is, I think they're frauds. I think Baker Mayfield has been having a better season than quote unquote MVP candidate Jalen Hurts. Um, give me Baker. Give me a team that's gonna play boring defense and boring offense. I think they're gonna beat Philly, and honestly, I think they're gonna boat race Philly. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be at least a seven point win.
1: When we were at Friendsgiving at Demersky's house. And the Eagles squeaked by the Bills. And Jalen Hurts put together a nice second half in that game after an awful first half. And he was shaking his head, and he goes, that was not good enough. It's just going down and down. That is the worst team in the NFL right now. I said it. They're worse than the Panthers. They can't put anything together right now. I think Nick Sirianni
0: is going to get canned. Oh, I agree with you. Which is good because he's a and loser. I don't like
1: him. Oh, well, nobody does. All right. Here we go for hockey on Saturday. I, mm, wow. Islanders money line against the Predators. The Islanders and the, the reason why is this is this is weird. The Islanders have been beating teams this season that they shouldn't be beating. I mean, they're they're as as good as any team and as bad as any team. That's, I love that. The, that's the thing. They could when they play an an incredibly good team like the Bruins, like they could win that game. When they play the worst team in the league, and as in whoever it might be at the time, they could lose that game by three. So that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they play. It depends which team shows up. Um, I have them beating Nashville because. They never beat Nashville, but they've been beating teams that they don't usually beat this season. And so I hate you. Sometimes. I don't usually pick the Islanders, but I saw this game, and I and I think it's in Nashville. The Islanders need the road trip. They suck right now. Um, they're just playing stale. They're playing this midseason stale brand of hockey that I don't like. Um, but they're gonna beat the Predators. Um, Canucks at Sabres, this is easy. Over six and a half goals. I think the Canucks might score eight in that game. They just trounced the Islanders 5 2 last night. Um, boy, oh boy, the Canucks went through the tri state area and scored six on the Devils, six on the Rangers, and only five on the Islanders, including an empty netter. So we did better than them. <laughs> we also scored the least out of all those teams against. Casey to Smith, the backup. Um uh Canucks at Sabres over six and a half. Uh if you want to turn that into a, a little mini parlay, um uh same game parlay, you could do Canucks money line and over six and a half goals, but I did not say that here. The last one is Panthers minus one and a half against the Devils. Why? Why, that's probably an even matchup. The Devils have about thirty four injuries. Uh all of their best players are injured. Nico Heshier injured. Jack Hughes injured. Luke Hughes coming back from injury <laughs> Oh man, you made me laugh. Everybody's injured on that team. Literally everybody is injured. Timo Meyer, injured. Bronx Brooklyn. Staten Island so good <laughs> I quiz. oh man so that's my bet rent. Um, the rent uh, what's the line on this I don't yeah it's it's Wednesday I okay you're right line. you're right all right uh, let's, let's if you do a graphic uh, close enough to the day then we can get the line Nikki there you go
0: Grammy's grinder all right mine was originally uh David Tepper it is no longer David Tepper because you gave me well it's David Tepper because he finally fired everybody thank God. Um, (laughs) He was going to clean house, and I wrote, we used to be a proper franchise. But my Grammys grinder, it's another hockey player with a silly name. Uh, We have the same birthday, 330, but I'm I'm 98. He is 04. Makes me feel a little old. Is a good name. My guy, USA hockey, Rutger McGroherty.
1: Yes. Now, why
0: is Rutger my grinder? Because when the USA won juniors, plot twist, or uh, spoiler alert, they won juniors. Um, world juniors. The world junior. Uh, Rutger seals the game, goes over to the is it Sweden or Finland? Was it, it Sweden. was Sweden? Goes over to the Swedish bench, removes his glove oh,
1: uh-huh. and blows a kiss. And blows a kiss. That that did not sit well with the Swedish it fan base. It didn't, but I love in it. all
0: I'm all I'm saying is if if any of these juniors, like if this is the future of hockey, especially American hockey. We're in good hands. Oh, maybe. yeah. We're in That's good phenomenal. hands. That's phenomenal.
1: I love that pick. All right, Anthony, I I went to the, back to the gridiron for my Grammys grinder of the week. And the reason why I did that is because there was a player this weekend, and we talked about uh, this team um, finally getting that playoff win. It's Jared Goff. Um, Jared Goff's a guy he's been around a while, even though he's only 29. Uh, he's been around since 2016 um which is a long time for a starting quarterback to stick around and and he's not talked about a ton uh he joined the Lions in 2021 the dude had a huge game against the Vikings this week his rating was 124.5 uh two touchdowns 320 yards he had a great game he's had a really good season and um i just wanted to give him credit for leading this team to the playoffs um He's strung together a lot of good games this season. The last couple he's been kind of muddling through with the interceptions and what have you. He had the good game against Detroit, uh, against Denver, I should say. But Jared Goff is my Grammys grinder of the week uh, for his performance this week. And just kind of as a shout out to him, I've always liked him. Um, good quarterback.
0: I think that might be the first ever like full on win-win trade I've ever seen because you know the Rams the Rams got Stafford which turned into yep. their which turned into their Super Bowl and uh the the Lions got Goff who looks like he's their f- their their future and their current quarterback yeah. right now um former number 1 overall picks in both times is actually Stafford's first time coming back to uh the the Ford Field which is really funny they actually it, it kind of sucks they have a no Stafford policy so their fans are not allowed to wear Lion Stafford jerseys um, I don't know if they're enforcing it but like that's kind of a thing I've seen on social media. Um and Kelly Stafford is as always like being the sweetheart and like taking the high road but I think it's a win-win trade. I love that. Um I was never really big on Jared Goff. I always thought he was kind of going to be a bust. Um never never really sat right to me when he uh used to go out in college in his own jersey. Like that never sat right. Like he was wearing his Rams jersey after he got like I didn't like that. But Nonetheless, the guy's grinded it out, and he's led, he's led the Detroit Lions to the playoffs,
1: and I think it's going to be multiple playoff wins. There you go. Grammy's grinders. This was Sports and Spaghetti. Um, I'm Chris, and that's Ant. Follow us on all the social media on, on Instagram at Sports and Spaghetti Pod and on TikTok at Sports and Spag Pod. Make sure you like, comment, and let us know what you think. Um, it, it's longer, I guess, tonight, but not. It's right it, We've, had, the same, we've yeah. had longer. Um, yeah. Take it away, Anthony. Panthony.
0: All righty, as always. I was Anthony. That was Chris. We still are who we are. Um, but never forget. Hug your loved ones. Blow kisses at Swedes. And as always, stay full.